You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, let's talk today about scoring. It's kind of important. Yes. I think just fix your swing and you're good to go. Even though, you know, you can post your swing on online, social media, whatever, no one looks at the score, but if you really enjoy the game and like competing or just like playing with your buddies and beating them, scoring is kind of important. Now, when you look at, and just we'll look at the PJ Tour because we have the stats, right? And it's just easy to get those stats. If you had to guess, and we'll, we'll break this down between the par threes, par fours, and par fives. If you had to guess out of, I think it's 206 golfers that there are stats for this year, how many of those 206 golfers play the par fives have a scoring average under par? Out of 206? Yeah. If you're on the PGA Tour, probably close to all of them. Every one of them. Okay. Okay? <laughs> it has to be. So if you're not taking advantage of the par fives, you yeah. typically only get four of them. You ain't going to be one of the 206. Yeah. You're... <laughs> That's the first place you need to look, all right? Find out why that's happening. Usually it's off the tee, all right? Par fours out of the 206, how many of them think have a scoring average of par or better? Ooh, half? Okay, 39. <laughs> all right, so quite a drop-off between that, that one extra stroke. All right. I'm not going to be trying to do the math on the percentage of that. That goes to my show show prep. Uh <laughs> Now, par threes out of those 206. How many you, are how par many are better? Par better scoring average on par threes. Oh, there can't be many because on the fours it was 39. The threes are harder. 5%. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> 12, guys. <laughs> 12, Do the math at home. No, that's pretty close. So 12 yeah. and 100 is 12%. 12 and 200 6%. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not pretty very close. Many. Yeah. A, a dozen guys. Yeah, out of the whole. These all, all 260 these guys are pretty good. Think about that. On a side note, think about that. Yes. Anybody who's trying to get on the PGA Tour at any one moment in time is only 206 guys. That play par threes, par or better. It's incredible. Par or better. Not birdie par threes, just par or better. So, so the overwhelming 95% of them, 94% of them play it over par. Yeah. All right. So I was just thinking how hard it is to get on PJ Tour. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. oh, I was going to say something. I won't. All right. So some of you might be thinking, okay, well, they play from 230 yards, 240 yards, right? We've all seen the, the par threes, the majors, and all that, right? What distance of those par threes, all the par threes they play on tour? What distance do you think it is before these 206 players play it over par? 100 
80. Mm, not close. Hundred seventy. Getting warmer. It's a hundred and sixty-six yards. Okay, so for some guys, that's a nine iron. Between a nine and an eight iron. Think about the expectation expectation level on that with an average guy. So let that sink in. The best players in the world, only twelve play par better, scoring average on par threes, and from one hundred and sixty-six yards, and it's hard to think of a par three on tour. That's much shorter than that. Maybe Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. Yeah, right? It's what everybody thinks of. Sawgrass. Yeah. But most of them, right, are longer. And once they hit that 166 yardage mark, they're all playing it over par. They're all, I mean, obviously they can hold a one, but on average, they're over par. So what does that tell you at home? What did it tell you when you first heard this? Yeah, the expectation levels are need to change a lot. I mean, I've played with 15 handicappers that are club slamming with a four iron that they, they didn't hit the 15 feet or missed the green. And that's the other part of this is like proximity type stats, right? Like from 180 yards, the best players in the world are what, 40 feet maybe, something like that? It's not close. It's in that range, I mean, you're slamming clubs, you miss the green from 200. I mean, if you watch golf on TV, especially on the weekends, you're the seeing best. the best players in the world dialed in who are playing the best. And then the leaders who are playing above their best. Yeah, everybody's has those days where they go out and they can't miss. Yep. That's what that's their what they're doing. Those yes. days you're seeing them. When you see their four irons go to five feet, that's not what they do every week. No, not they, even every close. Every other week they're trying to make the cut. Right, <laughs> right. So we're saying all this. We're kind of setting the stage that how you play the par threes and not only how you think about them, but how you, your expectation levels to manage all the emotions that go into scoring is a huge opportunity for you to lower your scores. Yeah, or even your 130 to 170 yard par there four shots. That, that's that range that Like we're not matters. saying you've got to tighten up your four iron game, right? This is the range that matters. So if it's 166 yards for the PGA Tour, it's probably 145 to 150 or for less. a 10 handicap or, le- or, or somewhere or, in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, and for most of you guys playing, you're looking at seven iron, most probably eight iron wedge for some of you. So that wedge nine, eight iron is the range we're talking about. All right. Just improving those clubs. And, you know, if you go to a spinning time on a driver range, you see very few of those clubs hit. Yeah. You lots see a of few, drivers. A few wedge warm ups. Lots of drivers. Lots of drivers. And drivers are super important, but it's not going to help your par three scoring typically. No. Might be from the wrong tee if you need a driver. Exactly right. So we did a test. We're like, and the the crux of all this is um, one of the tour players that we help with, this was news to him as well. So he went out and did the track man testing on it. He hit his stock eight iron. It went, let's say it went 170. And then he tried to take eight yards off of that with his stock Eight yards off his stock club. Uh-huh. And it wasn't good. It was PGA Tour level, because he's a PGA Tour pro, but it wasn't as good as his stock, which should be no surprise to everyone. right? Your stock club, your full swing, is going to typically be better than your three-quarter swing. But what he learned was, and the lesson was, from a certain range, and for yeah. him it was his eight iron. Yeah, anything 
Outside an eight iron. Anything longer than his stock mm-hmm. eight iron, he's not trying to feather. Three quarter. Right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to hit his closest stock club, and you just live with the putt. Yeah. Because you're over the course of a tournament, uh, you know, weeks and months, you're going to get closer to your stock number than you will kind of uh, trying to take eight yards off of a stock number. It's just so hard. You start hitting fives and four and trying to hit three quarter shots. It's just, not even fives and fours. Even. This makes it so hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the guy who was telling us this was like, we did this with one of our other tour players. And my advice to him was to never hit a three quarter shot. And that makes a good point because Mike and I, you know, we, we still give in-person lessons a couple of days a week. And the hardest thing for people to do is make anything that looks like a normal length backswing and take some speed off it. Yeah. To make it look like a normal swing, it's it's literally almost impossible for some guys. So trying to feather an eight iron for most of you, or even a nine iron wedge, it's not you're gonna hit it worse because you need that full motion to create the swing that you're used to. We've done this in the past where all right, hit me a three quarter, like we we're watching them hit stock eight irons. Got the launch monitor down. All right, hit me a three quarter eight iron. It go farther. Yeah, they just don't have a concept because <laughs> they made a better pass at right. it. Yeah, it hit it in the sweet spot. So from a mechanical standpoint, from a swing standpoint, like if you want to be better at these off-speed shots, first you got to be on plane. Yeah. You can't have these massive plane changes and expect to take speed and or length off your swing because it's not going to work. And there are guys that are probably over the, like a Tiger, these elite iron players that can hit takes five off of. You ain't Tiger Woods. <laughs> There's one of those. Exactly. Uh, no doubt about it. So what we did was we went out and tested it for ourselves. Right? We took um, – we both hit stocking irons. It, it was eerily similar, actually. I think one of us was – I don't remember which one was um, 161 yards. The other one was 160 and a half uh-huh. for the grouping of, the, of yeah. the six shots. Yeah. Okay, so those were our stock numbers. Then we just randomly said, okay, if we were playing a par three – at 154, uh-huh. what would we hit? And yeah. Your club selection was? I just take the eight three-quarter eight. Just take a three-quarter eight. Yeah. Do you remember what your grouping was? I forget, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't as tight as the stock. No. No. And, and I'm pretty comfortable with three-quarters, and it still wasn't as, as good. It wasn't as good. The, no. the left to right was bigger, uh-huh. and the long to short was bigger. Yeah. So what you have to understand and factor in is, We've all hit that three-quarter shot that sticks next to the hole, mm-hmm. right? The club twirl shot. And then we've also tried to take six yards off a shot, and it misses the green short. Like those don't stick in the memory banks near as long as the one that comes up short or the one that goes close. But those are all what you're likely to do when you're taking yardages off a stock. And again, it takes such a high level of skill and so much practice to be as accurate with your full swing as it does those half shots. You know, and if you really tracked your stats, like if I actually, oh, I'm pretty good at three-quarter shots. If I really tracked them, I'm, I hit a lot more left <laughs> shots with the three-quarter. Now, now I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm always, when I'm hitting three-quarter like a punchy eight iron, I'm always holding it off for dear life because I know that's when I start hitting it left. So and that's a great point. Not one of your stock shots just left. driving ring stock shots went left of the target line. Yeah. I, I, it was a fairly tight group. Yeah, I like the ball start kind of out in front of me and draw back a little bit. I don't remember the exact out of the six shots you hit three-quarter. And, again, this is with an asterisk. This is with 
you hitting a three quarter shot, looking at how the far distance. it went, then trying to literally adjust it. Yeah. So it's 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 worse Skew than what it actually test. was. Yeah. You had about half left, half right, half long, half short. Yeah. Right. And then when I did it, the way I do it is I've always taken. So if I wanted to take six yards off my stock eight iron, I would take a seven iron. Really and, feather and, and feel kind of half shoddy. Yeah, half shot. Yep. And it wind up being again almost identical type miss pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about half left, half right, half short, half long, but it was nearly as tight. Yeah. So in two different styles of hitting all speed shots, Sean and I, and really with the same result. My takeaway there is if I got a one hundred and fifty four yard shot, I'm gonna be way better off hitting a stock eight iron. Absolutely. And you got to factor in if it's over water or water is long or all that, of course. Hit the full shot every time you can. But rarely is there four par four, par threes on a course that's going to have, you know, that severe trouble around the hole. You're going to do much better off hitting your full swing. Hitting your stock number, the closest stock number to whatever you're trying to land it, and just living with that putt. Because you're going to hit miss hits. I know, by the way, you might miss hit it next to the hole. You're going to miss hit it. The tour guys don't escape without miss hitting, and we certainly don't. Um, but if you start miss hitting three quarter shots, then they you may really be in the problem. Pond. Yeah, yeah. So factor that in, and if you want to improve, if you if you go out and test it yourself, if you want to improve your three quarter shot and all speed shot, because it's super valuable when you start getting inside of a hundred yards. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. It's impossible not to have. Yeah. You have can't, it. You, yeah. you know, your stock, whatever wedge. Ain't going to work anymore, good. pal. <laughs> There's a lot in there inside of a hundred yards. So what's the best way to practice those all speed and three quarter shots? Yeah. If you've got one, one chance, one thing to, to help you with those, you got to get the backswing on plane somewhere early, get it, get it on plane as early as you can. We've got a lot of videos about that. Mm-hmm. That gives you the best chance to get the club at any point in the swing, change direction, hit a pretty decent shot. And a, a great way to do that, and you, you can just, because plane's invisible, it's kind of, you know, an idea, and you can't mm-hmm. really feel it when you're, when you can't, certainly can't see it when you're. You can practice it. You can certainly practice it. And if you can go on eBay or Amazon or wherever and find a little laser pointer that you can stick in the, you know, just kind of tap in or poke into the, butt into the grip there and just in your backswing if you can just keep that laser pointer on the the butt end of your grip pointing somewhere at the target line yeah once it once you cock your wrist and the club flips the other way so the kind of around that half backswing spot yeah three-quarter length backswing and you're pointing pretty much at the target line for that all speed for that three-quarter length shot half shot you're going to be very close to being on plane that'll put you in a good spot where you can change direction hit the sweet spot because that's what you want to be able to do is change direction really at any point in that backswing and hit the ball pretty straight. That's why we're proponents of just getting it in a good spot as early as you can because if you don't, you're having to use the rest of the backswing to make up for that, and then you have to decel. You have to make a, almost a decelerating hit because you need the full length of your backswing to get the club in a playable spot coming down. And, you know, we're fortunate to be around a lot of smart people and – Maybe the smartest one is Scott Hamilton, and this was the first lesson that I learned from Scott. And I've watched him do it over and over again with all the tour players that he works with. Is just, you know, good golf are those scoring clubs, and then there's always those in-between yardages with the scoring clubs. And if you can get on plane early and then be able to change direction at any point in that backswing, you've got a built-in advantage over 
everyone you play with for sure uh-huh. in your in your group there. It, it's you see guys on tour who struggle with these shots who don't have on plane backswings. It's a lot of work. Absolutely. And then the guy and the guys, the Tiger Woods and the Roy's and Adam Scott, they make their living doing it. I mean, they're career long, prosperous careers. These guys, right? Um, Especially, you know, the closer they get to the green, the better they get. So the takeaways: one, have realistic expectations when you're walking onto that 190 yard par three. Right? Yeah. Just try to putt. Try to putt. Certainly, try not to be in a hazard. Try to putt. Secondly, if you're over, I would say a good club, if you're eight iron or over, forget trying to take six yards off of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Some of you, maybe if you're pitching wedging over, forget it. But play those par threes with your stock shot in mind. If you have to aim it to the fat part and not go for the little teardrop sucker pin on the left next to the water, so be it. But you're, do that enough times and your scores are going to improve. And... Thirdly, improve your backswing to get on plane early so you can change directions early when you need to for those wedge shots and scoring shots and your game will be that much better for you. Yeah, there's no doubt. We'll go out and try it today. Yep.